The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The Pharisees went out and conspired against Jesus how to destroy him. When Jesus became aware of this, he departed. Many crowds followed him, and he cured all of them, and he ordered them not to make him known. This was to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant, whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not wrangle or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or quench a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. The Gospel of the Lord. In today's first reading from the book of Exodus, chapter 12, the Israelites are finally leaving captivity in Egypt. And it says that there were 600,000 men besides children and great herds and flocks, which means that even when they were in captivity and suffering tremendously, God did not abandon them. In fact, they were flourishing. They were obeying the precept that was given to Adam and Eve to be fruitful and multiply. God was building a nation, even through all of the deprivation that they endured, and even the attacks by Pharaoh himself, who tried to limit the number of the population, especially among the newborn males, so that they wouldn't pose a threat or build an army. God was in contest with Pharaoh, and God prevailed. Then it says that the time that the Israelites lived in Egypt was about 400 years. Now why mention this period of years? Because it was the direct fulfillment of a prophecy given way back in the book of Genesis, chapter 15, to Abraham. God told Abraham that his descendants would be captive for 400 years because the iniquity of the Amorites had not yet been complete. The Amorites occupied part of the Promised Land, and God was not simply going to kick them out for no reason. He was allowing them time to repent and to become friends of God, but they didn't. And their sin and their iniquity built up until such a time as they themselves exiled out of the Promised Land and God put in his own people. The first reading goes on to say that on that very day, all the companies of the Lord went out from Egypt. That was for the Lord a night of vigil. That same night is to be a vigil to be kept for the Lord by all the Israelites throughout their generations. So for all the generations subsequent, they were to keep that night in vigil. That means to keep awake, means to be in prayer. Jewish tradition held that when the Messiah would come, it would be the same evening as the first Passover. Therefore, they must keep awake. Now what's interesting about that is in the Garden of Gethsemane, this would be after the fulfillment of the Passover at the Last Supper, Jesus said to Peter, James, and John, Stay awake with me. The Son of Man, Jesus Christ, is the firstborn. He was about to be slain. 
He wanted his closest companions to stay awake with him, and they fell asleep. Again, this is a call to us to be vigilant because we are also in a journey and we're in a new exodus. We must keep alert, as Vatican II tells us, for the sign of the times. We are in a very, very precarious time right now where there's many factors that are in play, some that are anti-life, some that are anti-Christ. We're called to keep awake and keep in vigil. How? The responsorial psalm says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. It is he who remembered us in our low estate and rescued us from our foes. So thanksgiving is one way of keeping awake. But also to recognize, again, what Jesus endured. So in the gospel, it says the Pharisees went out and conspired against Jesus, how to destroy him. That's true today, and we're called to keep awake and keep in vigil. Now also to recognize that the prophecy given in today's gospel from Isaiah applies to us. Quote, Here is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved, with whom my soul is well pleased. I will put my spirit upon him, and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. Now that was first and foremost a prophecy about Christ. But we're baptized into Christ, into his church, and we're called to continue this new exodus and bring others with us, especially in this new family of parishes. That's our mission, and we need the help of God. So as the opening prayer of today's Mass says, Look upon us, O God, creator and ruler of all things, and that we may feel the working of your mercy. Grant that we may serve you with all our heart. And the closing prayer, may the working of this heavenly gift, that is the Eucharist we're about to receive, take possession of our minds and bodies so that its effects, and not our own desires, may always prevail in us. That's the call. The greatest enemy we face today is our own sins. And that's where we can really keep vigil and ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit. That our mission as a family of parishes is carried out and this new exodus is brought to bear as we journey with our brothers and sisters and those yet to join in this great journey to heaven, the true promised land.